Blog Talk Radio. Time to relax. You know what that means. It's time to start the count of how many times my microphone gets pulled out of my phone during this episode. <laughs> the over-under is probably five. <laughs> I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yay, we're back. Yay, delays. I forgot to make sure to get above <laughs> that delay. I never will. I never will. <laughs> no, there's no way to time it right because they change it. I think every week. It's a like this week. It'll be a ten-second delay. delay. <laughs> oh. Normally three to yeah. four seconds. It's pretty god awful. <laughs> Must be because it has to go all the way to Britain with that British lady. It takes a while to travel that long. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. But anywho. <laughs> We've got an exciting episode for you guys this uh, this week, I think. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're doing a whole whole bunch of stuff and a mishmash of things here. Uh, we were off for about a month, and uh, so we're finally finally back here. Um, it was sure an eventful month. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that at some point. Um, but mainly, the main focus of what I think we want to do first today is try to rip through a couple of Weird Al albums. Uh, we're getting ever closer to being done with the parodies and being able to do uh, what we were originally talking about doing was doing a ranking of all the different Weird Al parodies that we had put in, you know, the best of, essentially. But we realized that was going to be like 45 songs and that would just take forever and there's no way that would even fit in one of our episodes where we get cut off at two hours. <laughs> um I figured it'd be better to do it kind of like what we did last episode where we did a tournament and I will just do like a bracket tournament kind of whittling down the, uh, the weird Al song. So we have a winner and we'll kind of see which ones make it through the tournament. Jesus. That was last episode. Yeah, (laughs) it was. I was looking back when I was numbering the episode. I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like it was months ago, but yeah. That was the last episode we did. That's spectacular, spectacular. Words of a vernacular. <laughs> yeah, we're now we're into the 2000s with the Weird Al albums. Um, only four left. Uh, so clearly it's gotten longer and longer between albums at this point. <laughs> like there was a time during yeah. the 80s where it was like, if it went two years without an album, it was nuts. And now it's like, uh, maybe every four, five years there'll be a Weird Al album. <laughs> true. He's getting old. I know, I that's true. 
he's got a kid and stuff. Like he's married. He's got he's got stuff to do. <laughs> I know after this last album, they said like, oh, his contract or whatever with uh, with his record company is is up, so that he doesn't have to do any more albums per se. So he was talking about just doing like singles and you know just coming out with a song at a time, which isn't a bad idea for him because there's you know if he's doing song parodies, you want to do that when that song is popular. Not like three or four years later, <laughs> then it seems kind of late. Yeah. But really, that hasn't seemed to have happened yet. So far as I know, he hasn't done any songs since the last album. So Man, I guess he's been busy with all the tours and everything. <laughs> I guess there's an tours. excuse for everything. <laughs> I heard there's an announcement coming yeah. soon about the 2019 tour. So that'll be interesting. That'd be good, though. Yeah. That would be good. I always love seeing that guy. Well, after the last album, which had a lot of great songs, and we kind of had four potential uh, candidates, we're now moving on to, I believe it's 2002's Poodle Hat. It's either 2001 or 2002. I want to say 2002, though. Um. This was an album that, coming off of the great running with Scissors album, I, I was really looking forward to it, but then it came out and I was just like, oh man, this is not good. <laughs> For the most part, this album definitely let me down. And, uh, yeah, it was a real kick in the pants. Yeah, it's, uh, once we get into these parodies, you'll start to realize why. And, uh, <laughs> the originals, honestly, are even worse for the most part from this album other than like one or two that are decent um but yeah this is this is gonna be rough there might only be two from this one that's what i was saying we might have four from the last one and only two from this one (laughs) there were some other ones i think like uhf we only had two of um but yeah so let's start out with uh the first track on the album the one that Weird Al kind of intended to be the, the main single, the one he was going to do a video for first and everything, but the artist in question would basically not allow him to do that. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I don't know why. It was, I guess he was okay with him doing the parody, but the video, I guess, was a step too far for some reason. Uh, so we're talking about Weird Al doing an Eminem song. Uh, basically, the Lose Yourself song from 8 Mile. Uh, Weird Al did a parody of that song about... Well, you want to guess what it's about? <laughs> Eminem's? <laughs> no. Food? It's one of... Oh, you're getting close, but nope. It's his other other muse in the world. TV. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> One of the two major topics. Uh, So he wrote a song called Couch Potato, and here it is. It's, uh, I usually like when Weird Al does rap songs, but for some reason this one just didn't quite hit with me. Um, I don't know. I guess just it's not quite as as funny, and the lines just aren't as great as, uh, (laughs) as I was hoping. But let's hear it. This is Couch Potato from Poodle Hat. My butt is aching as I watch NASCAR racing. That show about undertaking. Larry King to 24 to blind order. The weather channel's boring like 60 minutes. Ancient reporters. Next up on E-True Hollywood story. The rise and decline of 12 actors named Corey. 
are lost in space. I've seen each amazing race without a trace. But I only watched Will and Grace one time, one day. Wish I hadn't, cause Steve-O now thinks I'm gay. <laughs> I do like that line there. <laughs> that Weird. Steve-O now thinks he's gay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a terrible terrible song, but it's it's not a an all time great, I would say either. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not an uncommon reaction to that song. Unlike this Dirty. next one, which I'm pretty sure everyone has the same reaction of, "Dear God, this sucks. Turn it off." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, this is a parody of oh, fuck. Uh, you know, like it's getting hot in here. Song by who was that? Is it Nelly? I want to say. Yeah, it's Nelly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is obviously a, you know a huge song. Everybody knows that song. Um, Weird Al did a parody of it called Trash Day. And uh, it's a pretty accurate description of the song because it's just kind of trash. <laughs> um, it's basically about about having a house that's you know full of trash and and messy and stuff like that. And uh, for me, the worst part is during the chorus they got you know like a girl to do the you know the the background vocals, kind of like in the original song. But I don't know why they got this lady who's doing the vocals. It, it, her voice is terrible. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like the original. It's not good. It's just, I guess it's supposed to be like a nagging wife type thing, but even as that, it just, it lacks energy and it takes me out of this song so much. <laughs> not that the rest of the song is that good either, but the, listen to the lady doing the, you know, the background vocals in the chorus and you'll just, you'll have a bad time. <laughs> you'll have a bad trip on the old mushroomies. <laughs> Jesus. So here it is, uh trash day parody of hot in here. If it will play. Yeah. Oh I can see that. Bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just always found it distracting. It's just like I don't understand this. <laughs> this voice is here. It's so I don't know. Just always bothered me. That whole song kind of like usually his band does a good job of making the song sound like the original. That one just kind of sounds like really cheap and like you know someone making shitty parodies on the internet like their version. <laughs> it just sounds off. It sounds like low rent for some reason to me. Uh, I mean, it sounded just like it because the song originally was low rent. <laughs> that's true. There's definitely that song's kind of the beat, and that's about it. Song. <laughs> Make fun of Megan for listening to that. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> she was angry, but it had to be done. I was trying to make her strong. <laughs> Every time we called Billy Gilman, Billy Girlman, it was to make her a stronger person. <laughs> yep. And look at her now. Yep. Strength. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. All right. What's the next one? All right. Well, the next one. Now this. Oh, shit. What I. Oh, okay. We're good. Uh, this one's pretty fucking great. In fact, I've got three different clips from this song. <laughs> Just because this oh, is probably Jesus. one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> I really, really like this song. Um, the rhymes are just spectacular. Uh, it's it's obviously a great song to begin with, and it's got like a really good you know kind of rhyme scheme and that kind of thing. Um, and just Weird Al really just took it and ran with it and found all these kind of words that rhyme with complicated. And it's it's so, I don't know. I like it a lot. It's, uh, it's a song that like, goes in different directions each verse, um, which is always good. <laughs> like, it's not, it doesn't have the same chorus each and every time. It's like a different verse, and then, like, the chorus kind of goes with that verse. It all kind of has the same rhyme scheme, but it's not the same words at all. Um, so this is his version of Complicated by Avril Lavigne. And it was called A Complicated Song. Here is the chorus from the first part. I didn't want to just play the entire song, so I left out the verse on this one. Um, to, but it's basically about, like, there was a pizza party, and, like, there was a whole bunch of pizza, and he just ate it all, and, you know, his friend let him take the pizza home. And so now he's feeling a little bit constipated. <laughs> so you can tell already it's going in a classy direction. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me okay. why'd you have to go and make me so constipated Cause right now I'd do anything to just get my bowels evacuated I love that. And I sit and I wait and I strain and I clench. (laughs) I'll never get it. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) You say so. This is definitely one of my favorites. Um, Here is the second verse and the chorus. Um, It's about basically he goes to see his girlfriend after this incident. And here's what happens. Was feeling pretty down till my girlfriend came around. We're just so alike in every way. I gotta say, 
just thought I might pop the question there that night. I was kissing her so tenderly, but woe is me. Who would have guessed her family crest? I'd suddenly fly, tattooed on her thigh, and son of a gun, it's just like the one on me. That he does all the no nos. It still sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking shots at Alabama. That's just, that's pretty great. <laughs> they deserve that. <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> um, here is the last verse of the song, uh, where things just go even more off the rails. Um, but it's really good. The rhymes again are really just phenomenal. Um, here it is. on my mind. I thought maybe I'd unwind. Try out that new roller coaster ride. And the guide said not to stand, but that's the demand that I couldn't meet. I got on my feet and stood up and said, and knocked off my head. You see, tell me why I have to go and get myself decapitated. <laughs> Nothing about a guy singing about how he lost his head. <laughs> Jesus. There aren't nearly enough songs about that. <laughs> Only one that I know of. <laughs> oh man. Good times. That's I mean that's that's by far my favorite song on this album. And uh yeah. it makes it worthwhile, if nothing else. Now right. this next one, we're we're back to the shitstorm, because <laughs> this was not so good. Uh, this was another example of you know some, we talked about it before even with the last album where like sometimes we'll take an older song, a song that's not really popular right now, but it's it, it, you know it's an, old, an older hit, but it's kind of about a current and popular movie, um, like Saga Begins, which was about Star Wars Episode One and the last album. Um, this was, uh, I guess this, uh, I looked up this album did come out in 2003, so I was a little bit off. Um, 
must have been a little bit after the release of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Uh, so he wrote a song about that movie um, to the tune of Piano Man by Billy Joel. <laughs> Um, called Old Ode to a Superhero and uh, it's like alright uh, this could be good but no it's not it's it's just awful <laughs> nothing about it is good the chorus just seems really fucking like like he didn't try at all like <laughs> anybody could have come up with this and made it better um, it just is a really really sad effort to me <laughs> I don't like this song at all. Um, but here it is. Ode to a Superhero. Uh, about the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Poor Peter Parker was pitiful. Couldn't have been any shyer. Mary Jane still wouldn't notice him. Even if his hair was on fire. That mutated spider came down Oh, and now Peter crawls over everyone's walls And he's swinging all over town La, 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 lady down La, la, lady, la Yeah. <laughs> That's a It really is. It kind of seems like he's just like, oh, let's see. What's the song that has man in it? Uh, Piano Man. There you go. Change that to Spider-Man. I'm done. <laughs> I mean, they're not even good. It's like he was really trying to. I don't know what he was doing, to be honest with you. It's bad. It's not good at all. <laughs> It really is. The whole song's kind of like that. It's like, there's not really anything funny. It's just kind of, I don't know, <laughs> making offhanded com- comments about the movie that weren't very good or funny or anything. It's kind of like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, until cutting that clip up, that's probably the first time I've heard that song in years because I don't have it on my iPod. <laughs> I refuse to ever listen to it. I just hate it. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but at least this last song on this album, this one's this one's not bad. Uh, this one's I I do I do really like this one actually. I think it's grown on me more and more over the years. Um, this was obviously this was during the height of the all the stupid boy bands and shit, all the NSYNCs and Backstreet Boys and all that shit. Um, so Weird Al did a parody of the Backstreet Boys song, I Want It That Way, all about a new website at the time called eBay. I don't know if anyone's ever oh, heard boy. of it or they remember. <laughs> this old-timey thing called eBay. I used to know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, this song's pretty good. It's just kind of talking about all the crazy shit you could buy on eBay. 
and it ain't too shabby. Here it is. Yeah. Are you pink bathrobe a rare mint snow globe a smurf TV tray I bought on eBay my house is filled with this crap shows up in bubble wrap most every day what I That one ain't too bad. (laughs) You bet on Shatner's old toupee. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You sound very unimpressed. (laughs) I just don't like Backstreet Boys. Don't know why I had to listen to that. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) That you definitely have a good point, Don. All right, so uh, what is your vote for the best songs of this this sad, sad bunch? Located. Yep. Definitely agree on that. All right. <laughs> I mean, eBay one, maybe, because I know you're going to just say eBay as well. None of the other songs are good. Yeah. Yeah. I, eBay, I would say we'll put it in there. I don't even know if it's going to make the official bracket. <laughs> We'll probably have more. I think we're definitely going to have more than like 32, so we'll have to have kind of a bit of a play in. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll we'll put it there for now. It'll be one of the dark horse candidates <laughs> that probably won't True. end up making it, but they'll get a chance. Oh, goody. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to better times. And just a couple years later, in 2006, um, now, well, Poodle Hat definitely, you know, was a big demoralizing album for me <laughs> as a Weird Al fan. This one, on the other hand, this brought me back big time. Like, this one I love. This is definitely up there in terms of Weird Al albums for me. It's probably one of my favorites. Um, this is a little album called Straight Out of Linwood. Oh, this one was good. And this, yeah. 
This one, even when they he released the first single off this album a couple like you know a month or two probably before the album came out, and just hearing that song, I was like, oh man, this is awesome! I can't wait. I'm back in. <laughs> uh, it was such a great song, a great video. It really kind of took the world by storm at the time, uh, especially on the internet. Uh, oh, yeah. The first song on this album was a little song called "White and Nerdy." That brought him out of the yeah. darkness that he needed. <laughs> yep. He was in need of a big hit again, and, and this for sure did it. Uh, it was a parody of, I forget who the singer was, like Chameleon Air or something like that? Uh, that is song correct. Riding Dirty? Yeah. Yep. Look at me. I'm remembering stupid shit. <laughs> Hurry, um, help him, he's drunk. <laughs> But this was a phenomenal song. It was just, uh, this is Weird Al rapping at its best. And it's it's so fast and so good. And the video just really kicks it up even even a bunch more notches if you watch the video. But just hearing the song, I think I think you'll enjoy it. If you don't know the song, which I can't imagine there are people out there who don't know this one. <laughs> but here it is, White and Nerdy. to a time when the top eight spaces on MySpace meant something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's a very short window of time, but <laughs> those were the days. Yep. So good. <laughs> now, the next song on this album, also pretty good, although I don't know if it will make the list. It's definitely the song that I mo- I uh, was more f- most familiar with of the original version, um, and it's it's a good song, but there's other ones that just might beat it. Um, this was Weird Al's version of American Idiot by Green Day, called Canadian Idiot. <laughs> See what he did there? <laughs> now it's about Canada. <laughs> oh. I get it. <laughs> now it all makes sense. 
Uh, here it is. Good calling out Canadian stereotypes. Any song that uses the word Zamboni can't be that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I wish more songs would work in that word. Just give it time. (laughs) Someday. Someday they'll all be Zambonis. And we'll all be the dreamers who didn't dream. Oh man Alright well this next one I can't say I was real familiar With the originals um, That this was based off of <laughs> Like much at all um, But it, it kind of doesn't even matter Because it sounds really good And it really sets the stage for it Because actually it's it's more than just a parody It's actually like an unofficial sequel To these other songs <laughs> Which is weird but, again, I didn't know these other songs, really, but they set it up nice in the song, so it, it makes sense. Um, this is a song called Confessions Part 3, which is basically a parody of Confessions Parts 1 and 2, I guess, by uh, Usher, um, which I guess were songs about like him, <laughs> as Weird Al puts it in, in the first verse of the song, like, uh, first I told you about the skank that I was cheating with, <laughs> then I mentioned she's having my kid. <laughs> So I guess that's what the other two songs were about, is uh, confessing those things. And so this is part three of Confessions, where he just kind of starts confessing into other things that are much less kind of serious for the most part um, as as those type of things. And these are just kind of more silly and random and, and other things like that, and just kind of weird. Um, so here is Confessions part three. Oh! 
It's pretty great. Some great funny lines in there. Yeah. <laughs> like the not a cold sore part. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> that was a great song. I used to listen to that song a lot. Too. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. It really is. It's very funny and very, I don't know, it just sounds really good. <laughs> I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. That's a good one. This uh, this next one, this is kind of the weak link of the bunch. Um, this one, again, I had never heard this original song. I never have in my life heard this original song, even to this day. <laughs> and uh, listening to this, I can kind of see why. It's pretty, it sounds pretty awful. <laughs> um, I guess it was a parody of a song from American Idol, called Do I Make You Proud by, like, Taylor Hicks or something like that. Um, oh, it, it sounds really bad. It's it's a perfect example of why I would not watch American Idol, because it's just one of those, like, this doesn't sound like any real song that people would sing in real life, because this would, you know, nobody wants to hear this. It sounds like an old-timey, like, Christian rock song, almost. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. <laughs> but... The, the lyrics are actually pretty decent. Like, I think if it was, you know, if they had worked these lyrics into a different song, it might actually be kind of good. But the fact that it's just such a weak, weird song to begin with, it just didn't help it very much. So uh, this is Weird Al's version called, instead of Do I Make You Proud, it's called Do I Creep You Out. Here it is. I like to. Sometimes I drool And usually I stare My precious one I'd say All right. Kept that one short because no one really needs to hear more much more than that. <laughs> yeah, that one's okay. I, I I do vaguely remember that one. Yeah. Like lyrically it's not terrible. There's a funny part after that where he's talking about like can I sniff the pitch stains on your blouse? It's like what the fuck? It's actually got some funny lines in it. It's just kinda I don't know, just not a very good song all all together. Yeah weird um and the last one on this album this song is phenomenal and unfortunately this clip is not even going to do it justice because it's like 11 minutes long <laughs> so i highly yeah <laughs> i highly encourage you to check out the entire song of trapped in the drive through um because it's pretty much phenomenal from start to finish and it's some of the greatest fun you'll ever have in those 11 minutes is just listening to the song. Um, 
It's pretty phenomenal. This was a parody of R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. And uh, it just really screams to me of how terrible that original song is. <laughs> and how, because all these just makes fun of all the weird parts where he just kind of randomly goes off into, you know, other things. And we. Breaking up, Kev. You're disappearing. I pulled the mic out. <laughs> oh. The mic pulled out. That makes sense. <laughs> So you got, you got two so far. You got to calm that down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For the last more than four hours, I have to seek a doctor. <laughs> but anyway, here it is. Trapped in the drive-thru. Uh, it's all about a man and his wife trying to decide what to have for dinner. <laughs> the old epic struggle. Here it all is. Right. And then she says, baby, can't we just go out to dinner, please? I says, no, she says, yes. I says, no, she says, yes. I says, no, she says, yes. Oh, here's your keys. I step a little bit closer. Say, okay, where you want to go? She says, how about the Ivy? Said, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't feel like getting all dressed up and eating expensive food. She says, Olive Garden. I say, nah, I'm not in the mood. Burrito King would make me gassy, there's no doubt. She says, just forget about it. I said, no, I swear I'm going to take you out. When I get an idea, I say, I know what we'll do. She said, what? I said, yes. She said, what? I say, we're going to the drive-thru. So we head out the front door, open the garage door. Then I open the car door, and we get in the car door. Put my key in the ignition, and then I turn it and our seat belts as we pull out the driveway. Then we drive to the drive-thru, heading off to the drive-thru. We're approaching the drive-thru, getting close to the drive-thru. Almost there at the drive-thru. Now we're here at the drive-thru. Here in line at the drive-thru. Did I mention the drive-thru? the drive through line, me and her, cars in front of us, cars in back of us, all just waiting to order. There's some idiot in a Volvo with his brights on behind me. I lean out the window and scream, hey, what you trying to do blind me? My wife says maybe we should park, we could just go eat inside. I said I'm wearing bunny slippers, so I ain't leaving this ride. Now a woman on a speaker box is saying, can I take your order, please? I said, yes, indeed, you certainly can. We'd like two hamburgers with onions and cheese. Then my wife says, baby, hold on, I've changed my mind. I think I'm going to have a chicken sandwich instead this time. I said, you always get a cheeseburger. She says, that's not what I'm hungry for. I put my head in my hands and scream, I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines there. <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> no, that <was> great. <laughs> I just love the whole, the repeating the whole car door part and the drive through, and because it just really points out how ridiculous sounding that original song is, <laughs> where they do a lot of that kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's such a good song, though. So, 
It it really is. I highly encourage everyone to listen to the whole thing. It's uh, it's crazy that he got 11 minutes out of just trying to figure out what to eat and then going to the drive-through. <laughs> but he really pulls it off. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a good. One. <laughs> All right, so top three. Hmm. Um, well, I think to me it's going to be uh, white and nerdy, the drive through, and probably confessions. Yeah. See, I'm in complete agreement. So I was like, I mean, I love Canadian Idiot, but it's just not quite as good as those other three. <laughs> those other three are just so damn strong. Oh, I know, dude. I like them so much. I, I can't. I can't. Those are the ones I probably listen to the most off that album. Yeah, I agree. They're just incredibly strong. <laughs> I wouldn't really listen to those original songs very much, but the Weird Al versions just are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But, yep, that's the one. That's the one, I think. Yep, I agree. Okay, I think we got our three there. Now, before we move on to that next album, we've got another situation like with Headline News, (laughs) where there was a song that kind of came out as like a single, not actually attached to an album, so we'll just kind of decide whether it should be in or not. Um, This was a song that actually was supposed to be on Straight Outta Linwood, but I guess he couldn't get permission at the time, like... At first, James Blunt's people had said no, and I don't even know if they consulted him or not, or if he just didn't want him to do it, or what happened there. But eventually, he kind of changed his mind and was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, you can, you can do it. That's fine." So, I don't know the, the exact story there, but basically, it involves somebody not getting the right word on whether they had permission or not. Um, so this was Weird Al's version of that stupid "You're Beautiful" song by James Blunt. <laughs> Um, This was a song called You're Pitiful Oh Mr. Pit Mr. Pit Mr. Pitiful (laughs) Was Mr. Pitiful one of those smiley face guys On those books Like Mr. Happy and Mr. Sad Oh maybe (laughs) If not he should be Well, here it is. It's got a great opening where he kind of makes fun of the way the original song opens with like the false start. Um, here it is. My life is brilliant. What? Was I too early? Oh, sorry. Should I? Do you want to start over or? Keep going. Okay. Now, now. My life is brilliant. Your life's a joke. You're just pathetic. You're always broke. Your home at Star Trek uniform really ain't impressing me. You're suffering from delusions of adequacy. You're pitiful. You're pitiful. You're pitiful, it's true 
That you couldn't inflate. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> There's a part in the second ah. verse where it's like everybody you know still calls you farty pants. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Just a lot of good insults in that song. <laughs> so, how say you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I have to say thumbs up just because I love James Blunt. <laughs> oh, why don't you marry him? I would if I was gay. <laughs> Is it just because he hasn't asked you yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm waiting for the time to ask him. <laughs> it's the 21st century. <laughs> I say yay. What All right. I also, say? I also say yay. I, I like that song quite a bit. Hate James Blunt. It's very yeah, funny. I, I do. <laughs> but I like that version. <laughs> it's got some good insults and some good times in it. So I'm definitely saying yes on that as well. I'm going to get you to come around for James Blunt. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> you will. I mean, does he have other songs? Oh, dude, he's got tons of songs. He's definitely not a one-hit wonder. He's got so many songs. <laughs> uh, any that actually got played anywhere? Because <laughs> really, that's what defines you as being a one-hit wonder. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, because uh, Steph... Uh, didn't like the first album, which uh, Your Beautiful was on, and then the second album came out, and she's like, oh, God, I completely underestimated this guy, and then, uh, <laughs> then she started liking him. I just liked him from the beginning, so hmm. I was very happy. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> he just loved his wavy locks. He cut them all off. Now he's kind of <laughs> short-haired now. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, sorry if you hear me typing. I'm working on the, uh, <laughs> what's it called, the categories game as we kind of talk because going through all the weird oh, yes. you sang a bunch of stuff that's like clicking to me with stuff that I could throw in this game. So I was like, I'll type some of this stuff up while, we're working, while I'm listening to the songs. So nice. <laughs> Where yeah. the inspiration comes from, <laughs> it's all I can. I know. For the people out there, hopefully this is a game that I can get statewide, maybe even just region-wide. But essentially, it's a really cool drinking game where there's three categories on the card. It goes from easiest to hardest, kind of green, yellow, red. And if you uh, mess up, in the green area, you only have to take one drink. But the harder you make it, the more you drink. So if you uh, essentially you play a card and you choose the category. So in, the, in this case, mm-hmm. the one that I'm looking at right now says shoe name brand. So if I say shoe name <laughs> brand, I started off by saying Nike. 
And the person to my left also has to say she name brand. If they can't, then they lose and they drink three times. If they repeat what I said because they weren't paying attention or too drunk to even think of what the hell's going on, (laughs) they have to double whatever the category would normally give you. So in this case, they would have to drink six times. Ooh. It of you to actually pay attention <laughs> or just don't get that drunk. So don't just say Nike every time. Or you're in trouble. Because you'll lose. Yep. <laughs> It'll be bad times for but, all. But listening to all the Weird Al stuff because of all the crazy stuff <laughs> things inspired me to do a couple of ones that I was like, oh, shit, let me write those ones down. I could do a couple of these cards while the songs are playing in the background. All righty, but yeah, nice. we'll go to the next TV now. <laughs> okay, yeah, this next one we'll probably get through pretty quick. Uh, this is the last one we'll do today. Um, this was 2009, I believe. 2009, the Apocalypse CD. Uh, it's 2011. Jesus, <laughs> I was way off again. The years all just blend all together right. once you get like as ancient as me. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> this uh, this album is very much a poodle hat, <laughs> in that it's not that great. <laughs> um, yeah, the originals on this album, are, yeah, the originals on here are pretty much all just straight garbage, and the parodies aren't all that much better. Some of them are all right, but not phenomenal. Um, this first one, this was like the the lead track. Um, uh, not spectacular to me. <laughs> uh, this was his parody of Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Um, and this was a song called Perform This Way. It's it's pretty much one note just kind of being about her, you know, doing weird things on stage. Like, oh, she wears crazy outfits. It's pretty much all it is. <laughs> um, it's not really Lady Gaga's most parodyable even song, so I don't know why he went with that. But and also like you know that Key of Awesome channel online, um, they did a version of this song, a parody of it that I honestly like better than Weird Al, so that doesn't help either. Um, but here it is performed this way. My mama told me when I was hatched, act like a superstar. Someday you will go far Now on red carpet Well I'm hard to miss The press follows everywhere I go I'll poke your eye out With a dress like this Back off and enjoy the show I'm sure my critics will say It's a grotesque display Well they can fight me Baby I perform this way I might be wearing Swiss cheese Oh baby covered with bees Human jelly bean, cause every day is Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, hey. he likes to do that song live, it seems like. Uh, 
I don't know yes, why. Does. It's not that good. <laughs> I would leave that off the yeah, set I list. I'm doing that one. I don't see the people getting all hyped in the aisles for that one. Nope. I don't know. Some <laughs> people do. Like Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, here's the next one. This was a – this one is not definitely one of my favorites either. Um, this is a parody of Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me. Um, it's about TMZ. That's the name of the song as well. Um, basically just about TMZ reporters following you and shit like that. You know, stuff we can all relate to. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, not great. Following you when you're walking down the street And asking stupid questions while you're trying to eat So you cover your face thinking to yourself Hey, isn't this creepy? And they're out there praying you'll have a big meltdown And take them on a little car and chase through this whole town They'll be there with you when you're going to much needs to be said there it just kind of that was a song i guess <laughs> sure was <laughs> now this next one I, this one's all right it's kind of grown on me i guess um there's definitely some good parts about it so that's that's something um this was a parody of party in the usa by miley cyrus uh called party in the cia um okay. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of fun just in that like it's you know such a fun like party song but really the lyrics are all about like you know assassinating people and shit like that and very good oh, use of silencer go. sound effects on here so that makes it worthwhile um so here it is party in the cia i've done a couple of crazy things that have almost gotten me dismissed like terminate some head of state who wasn't even on my list Burn that microfilm, buddy, will you? I'd tell you why, but then I'd have to kill you. You need a quickie confession. We'll start a waterboarding session. No hurry on this South American dictator. I'll assassinate him later. That's when he walked right in my laser sight. And the silencer was on. And the silencer was on. And another target's gone. Yeah, we got our flag off all over the world. From Kazakhstan to Bombay. Plugging the leaks like air, yeah. interrogating the scum of the earth. We'll break them by the break of day. Yeah, it's a party in the CIA. Yeah, it's a party in the CIA. <laughs> I love those sounds. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not like an all-time classic. Um, but comparatively for this album, <laughs> I would say it's in the better half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna say it's gonna ever be top of anyone's list, but it's uh, it's a song. <laughs> this uh, song. this next one, this uh, again, it's you know, it's all right, not really anything spectacular. Um, this was a parody of that "Nothing on You" song uh, called "Another Tattoo," basically about a dude who likes getting you know a bunch of tattoos. <laughs> Um, and all the weird shit he's got tattooed on him. So it's it's got some cool randomness to it, but I don't know. Overall, it doesn't totally hang together, but some of the lines are all right. Uh, so here it is, another tattoo. Tattoo, babe. Another tattoo. No part of me blank, I'm really income yeah. It's like an art show, the moment that I get on dress. At every job interview, they're just so impressed. Because really? I got all my ex-wives on my chair. <laughs> Over here is Clay Aiken. There's a side of bacon. Huh. In a torpedo fighting with Satan Next to Hello Kitty and a zombie I skate Wait It's Ronald Reagan I've got these dragons I've got these dolphins All inscribed on me indelibly I've had bad reactions Bad infections Even hepatitis C My friends think that I need therapy Need some laser surgery For the flaming ghost skull on my knee <laughs> yeah, luckily. And luckily we did save the best for last with this one. Um this okay, last song good. is the one the, the one song on here that I legitimately like. The only problem is like they released this song as like a single probably a year or two before this album came out, so it's like, oh shit, the one good song on this album I've already heard for the last two years. <laughs> so by the time this album came out I was like, Wow, what a waste. <laughs> but the last song on this album is <laughs> it's a rare thing in Weird Al uh, history where his version and the original song both have the same title. Uh, this is oh. a parody of the song Whatever You Like, and Weird Al's version is also called Whatever You Like. Um, it basically has the same, you know, chorus of you can have whatever you like it's just um he changed it so that now it's about like you can have whatever you like but you know the economy's in the toilet so we got to kind of spend our money wisely <laughs> type thing so it's all these kind of like you know you got to keep it you know low-key and kind of work on like a poor level <laughs> and it's actually it's really funny. funny um <laughs> it really is it's pretty great. Um, this is actually a longer clip because I, I really enjoy this song. There's just a lot of cool, uh, cool things here. So here it is, whatever you like. Hey, girl, 
You know, our economy is in the toilet, but I'm still going to treat you right. I said you can have whatever you like. I said you can have whatever you like. Yeah, yeah, Mandatory fun to do. We'll do that hopefully whenever we do our next episode. Um, 
and then we'll be pretty much ready. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to debut a new segment now that we're hopefully gonna gonna stick with here. Um, we're just kind of look at movie fran different movie franchises. We'll do you know pick a franchise and then kind of. Every week we'll do the you know the next movie in that franchise and we'll kind of talk about it, review it, see where it ranks in the uh, in the pantheon of those movies, that kind of thing. Which I mean, this week obviously it's being the first movie that'll be a little bit hard to <laughs> to talk about. Um, right. We'll get there as we uh, as we move along into the franchise. Um, we'll just kind of talk about you know the good stuff in this movie, the the stuff that maybe doesn't hold up so much. Um, maybe try to come up with some different categories we can talk about. Um, so the first movie franchise that we wanted to start with, since I was downvoted on Rocky, <laughs> but don't worry, that's coming next. <laughs> no, it's not. I can't watch it. <laughs> you can, and you'll love them. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, God, Sly Stallone is so good. I love him. <laughs> He's good in Cobra. <laughs> Nobody puts that toothpick in his mouth like him. <laughs> but while we wait for that, we're going to be looking at the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Ah, uh, that we are. That we are. <laughs> so we got a good twelve movies to get through. <laughs> I know. Thank God for that. <laughs> so I did take some notes on this. So I watched it yesterday. Me too. A lot of fun stuff. Um, let me try to find my notepad on my other computer. Yeah, we're starting with the okay, very I first uh, Friday the 13th, obviously. It came out in 1980. Um, notably, this was the Friday the 13th movie that did not have Jason in it. Um, well, also Part 5 didn't have that either. <laughs> but uh, this was the one where his mother was going around, Pamela Voorhees, and she was the killer, um, which you only kind of find out later on in the movie. Uh, so it's a little bit different than many of the other uh, installments of the series. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be spoilers. If you haven't seen these movies, you might want to skip over the segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a little too late yeah. to say that, but whatever. So, so we're just talking about the franchise or just the movie itself? Yeah, we'll just kind of talk about this one for now, and we'll kind of compare it to the other ones as we go along. Uh, this, this to me, is kind of one of those movies where it's like a lot of horror franchises, the first one's the best, or at least possibly the best. Like, like Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one's probably the best. You could probably make a case for Dream Warriors. Um, Halloween, first one's definitely the best. <laughs> Like pretty much universally, that one's considered the best. Um, this one, this series, I would definitely say the first one is not the high point of the series. Uh, I did find it better than the other. The fourth one's okay. I did didn't mind the fourth one, but I did find this one better than the other three for sure. Wow! Even though it doesn't. Ha- Jason, which is kind of sad. Uh, the second one's just like, yeah, that's it's just, it's like they were just trying to go. I don't know what they were trying to do. It's like they didn't they still didn't know what <laughs> they were trying. It 
like they didn't know what they wanted yet. And it's true, they didn't. They put a sleep or a pillowcase yeah. over Jason's head. The bag on his Yeah. And it says it's not really resolved. It's like why Jason, like all of a sudden, is like an adult. Like, was he alive this entire time? Like, the end of this first movie, that's a dream, right? Yes, because she because I don't know, maybe I got a weird clip, but, like, from, on my version, through the whole she gets pulled into the water thing, uh, she ends up in the hospital. Did you see that yep. part? Is that just my, my cut? Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. yeah like, that well, that's well. the thing. I'm not, I think it's a dream, but then the cops also say that, uh, they the pulled two her out officers. of the water after she fell yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So oh, it's very I... confusing. If that was real, how is Jason, like, all of a sudden much, much older? And, um, you know, I looked it up. Like, apparently Friday the 13th Part 2 is supposed to take place two months after the first one. <laughs> this is very true. So very he, true. Must, um, he must I have grown know. a lot. <laughs> He's got, like, Jack Syndrome now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not entirely sure. They don't explain that at all, so I I don't know. Nope. <laughs> they really don't. But it was an interesting idea, I guess, to have this older woman be the killer, um, and they actually have like a reason for her killing people, which Jason, you know, didn't totally have. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that he would go after Alice in the you know, in the second one, because she killed his mother. But for the most part, he's just kind of murdering everyone just for the hell of it. <laughs> Whereas at least Pamela Moore, right. he's kind of had a reason. She was just trying to get the camp to stay closed. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, I, I think for the time, I think it was a great idea um, because you didn't see stuff like that, especially, I guess, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, because this came out in 1980. I think for mm-hmm. the most part, it was a, a new idea to a genre that didn't really exist very much. I know that the 70s kind of harped on the whole, like, cannibalism thing. So this one kind of straight away oh, yeah. back to the States. So when they did this, uh, it was a cool idea that uh, probably forgot a lot of families. If You know, those families that actually send their kids <laughs> to these camps. And it was mm-hmm. a normal person. It wasn't a, a monster. It was a normal person that went around just killing the the counselors. So I'm sure that that, that was a little nerve wracking. But um, yeah, I was listening, I, I watched it, some it, of the special features, and uh, they said that this movie came about literally because Halloween was a big deal. You know, uh, Halloween was very successful at the box office, and literally the director was like, "Hey, that was popular. Let's rip it off." <laughs> he literally said that. <laughs> so the screenwriters just kind of watched Halloween and tried to kind of tried to mimic it a little bit, especially with like the beginning with how like it starts off in like the fifties and then it cuts to like, you know, modern day. Like he said, he took that basically right from Halloween. <laughs> it's like there's some past evil and then now it's coming back. Like, yep. He's like, yep. I took that right from Halloween. <laughs> and then the whole, oh, you know, you all the crazy sexed up teenagers and stuff, all that basically came from Halloween. <laughs> so, Really? Was there even that much in yeah. Halloween? 
Uh, pretty much. I mean, that's what most of those those other girls, except for Laurie Strode, were all about, getting it done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Getting it done. I don't know if I've ever heard of it that way. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get it done. <laughs> just got to get that shit done. <laughs> Although for a series that's known for a lot of nudity and people having sex, this one didn't really have all that much. <laughs> this one was fairly I mean, tame. Yeah. Got a weird shot of, uh, I mean, it was definitely a, a closed penis, but we definitely got to see, like, it was just a weird <laughs> camera shot of Kevin Bacon's dick at one point, and I'm not sure if I knew that. <laughs> you got to see his bacon strip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <that> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, other than that though, not not too much. They actually wore their bathing suits when they went to the to swim this time. <laughs> Something they quickly lose in most of the other movies later on. <laughs> it's just all skinny dipping. <laughs> yeah. And I missed that in this this one. I missed it. Yeah. And they play strip monopoly and then the game ends before they even get to anything. I know. Somebody took a boot off. That's all I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible way to end that. <laughs> this is like most Monopoly games. You just end it, and it's unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's been four hours. <laughs> We're still not done. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, let's just go to bed. Peculiar. <laughs> um, speaking of the Monopoly part, uh, this is where I decided to start taking notes. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but so in the movie, it's two females and a male playing Monopoly. And the one who suggests playing the strip Monopoly, she gets the board all set up and she calls that she's the boot or whatnot. But then she rolls the Mm -hmm. dice and screams, I rolled double sixes. I get to roll again. But if you actually watch in the movie, she rolled a one and a two. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I like, didn't oh, look that closely, I but looking at that, I was like, "That's a pretty shitty roll." And then she said, "I rolled double six. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I actually rewound it <laughs> to see if I thought I was crazy. And no, I was not crazy. She rolled a one and a two, and she said that she rolled double sixes. There's many times like that in the movie where stupid shit like that happens, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to roll this, or I'm going to write this down, not roll this down, but make it." Down. <laughs> They don't know how dice works in this game. <laughs> I call shenanigans yeah. this movie. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I did. I did not notice that at all. I, yeah, I'm guessing I they just didn't want to have to keep filming that scene until she finally rolled double sixes. I don't know why it was <laughs> just had to stick to the strip. Roll double sixes because that went nowhere in the movie anyway. Because I just kept thinking about that. I was like, what was the point of <laughs> rolling double sixes and saying rolling double sixes? She could have just gone three. And it That's the thing is, fine. most of the dialogue in this movie seemed kind of unnecessary and really didn't add much to, like, oh, like, I learned a lot about that character. Like, they really didn't have much of a personality. <laughs> All these characters are just kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, their one attempt at humor in this movie is, like, let's have them do old-timey impersonations. Impersonations that were old even in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, I even wrote that down as well. Uh, what did I put down? <laughs> Chick in the mirror impersonating someone yep. stupid. It was one of the Hepburns. 
<laughs> like either Audrey or Catherine. I never can tell which one's which, but <laughs> like the one dude's doing like a Humphrey Bogart impression at some point. It's like, what the fuck I, is going on? <laughs> Why are you doing old ass impressions? That's their one attempt at jokes in this movie. I guess that and the one girl being like, well, I guess we know what's for dinner now. And then they kill the snake. <laughs> yeah, the snake was pretty crazy because back then that was the thing you could do. It was apparently animal cruelty because they killed an <laughs> yeah. actual snake. Yeah. That did, uh, that I will give it, this movie, like, it does feel like an actual camp with stuff like that. Like, that's something I could actually see happening at at one of these camps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is nuts that that they actually did that with the real training. Shit, really? I mean, we saw, oh, we didn't, somebody else's tent, and it was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty great. It and it was a rattlesnake. They died. <laughs> yeah, no, not this time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next time. We'll get them next time. Now, here's something I found out just kind of, uh, I think during one of the special features. Like, apparently the kid who, um, you know, Kevin Bacon's friend, like the curly-haired kid, like, I guess he oh, yeah. is uh, Bing Crosby's son. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh. Are you talking about the one who was supposed <laughs> to be like the comic relief-ish guy or kid? Yeah, that guy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's like Harry Crosby or something like that. Bing Crosby's son. Who knew? Oh. Neat. <laughs> well, let's see if we can let's determine see. the best kill of the movie. It's probably a good category for, um, like, horror movies. This one is tough oh, because they, so much of it's off screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. I mean, the They really wanted to keep her identity be... a secret, so they just didn't show a lot. <laughs> like, you just kind of see well, people going, so... ah, and then freeze frame on them. <laughs> So the first death in the movie was Annie, who was supposed to be a cook, or, yeah, I think one of the cooks or whatever, working in the kitchen. And she, yep. I, and nobody's going to bullshit me on this. Like, she was clearly killed by a dude. <laughs> that was a dude who killed her. Yeah. Him. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Those were dude hands for um, sure. Yeah, it was dude hands, it was dude boots, it was dude pants. And it wasn't the same pants or, uh, like, because you see, you see Pamela's hand with uh, Kevin Bacon death. It wasn't the same hand. It was like clearly a dude who killed that Annie chick. Yep. So maybe Jason was already out there in some capacity. So maybe that that would maybe explain stuff, which that would be cool. Maybe I can find something on the internet that says that. <laughs> I remember when I saw the Annie death, like I noticed that like the uh the fake the fake neck skin that basically got slit, like, was really unnaturally gray. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of didn't look that great, because it was just like, oh, that's definitely not skin color. <laughs> you can tell that's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, the makeup wasn't that good, but, again, this is we're talking about, like, early 80s, where they were still trying to develop stuff like that. So 
Yeah. Um, horror genre wasn't like a big, or at least slasher genre was a big thing back then. So, I mean, I'm not going to knock on it too much because I think my favorite death in the movie was probably the Kevin Bacon one. I thought they did a great job with that. Um, yeah, that's true. Show, show emotion and all that stuff and then have the actual arrow go through the mattress and his neck, which is, brings me to another thing I wrote down, which uh, one of my buddies said yesterday. How did Pamela uh, have the strength to take an arrow and bring it through a mattress <laughs> and through his neck? Not only just the neck, but also the bones in like, his spine. Like, that probably is something. Now, if it was Jason, I'd be like, okay, no. Nope. But it wasn't Jason. Yeah. So probably it's just an old woman. Yeah, I had the same question when it came to, uh, like, the one girl ends up getting thrown through a window. Like, I find yeah. it kind of hard to believe that this old woman, like, <laughs> has the strength to throw this fully grown woman through a window like that. Probably not a thing. Probably not a thing. <laughs> I'm sure how did that girl die? Like, she just kind of went exploring and, like, oh, ran across somebody, but we never actually saw what killed her. I'm assuming she was dead before she got thrown through that window. The weird thing is, is she's the one who was at the archery range. So that, that's the one that I thought she would have gotten shot by a bunch of arrows. But no, you never yeah. You never really figure out what it was, which makes no damn sense. Now that one dude, he got like, apparently, it was again, it happened like off screen. But she finds the body where he's like arrowed to the door and he's got his throat slit. <laughs> like that probably yeah. would have been the yeah, best death if you actually had seen it. Yeah. <laughs> she went to town on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he definitely like probably the best corpse it. reveal. Sad cause he was, he was like, um, he was one of the ones that you kind of like, just like the last chick. Those were the two people you were rooting for, hopefully staying alive. Yeah. And I was rooting for Kevin Bacon just because he's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I wasn't rooting for Kevin Bacon, even though I like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's just like, oh, he's the jock of the, the crew. He needs to die fast. <laughs> he's getting enough. He's already getting laid. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't exactly. need any extra things like living. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I will say, when it comes to things that don't hold up so much about this movie, uh, some of the fashions, especially his uh, his swim swimsuit, where it basically looked like he was wearing swim underpants, like for a child who, like, pisses himself in the pool or something. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's the scene I was kind of talking about. There's a weird shot where, like, I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, oh, it was that, I think it was that guy who pretended like he was dying, the being Crosby kid. And um, mm-hmm. when they pull him out of the water, there's this weird shot that just pans really quickly to Kevin Bacon's nuts. And it's just like, <laughs> I didn't want to see that. <laughs> That's pretty great. If they had CGI, I'm sure they would have like tried to, you know, smooth it out a little bit. But nope. No, this no. Was back in the day, you're side. getting nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was up with that swimsuit. Like, it wasn't even like a speedo. It was just like actual like swim underpants. <laughs> like one of those swim bags. I didn't understand it. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Not to mention, like, the uh, the guy who's running the camp with his, like, short jean shorts and bandana. (laughs) 
so that was another thing I wrote down. Uh, guy who's running the camp, uh, I think, besides himself being killed, I think he was actually the main killer the entire time. There was nobody creepier than that oh. man in the entirety yeah. of that movie. <laughs> he was pretty creepy. The truck driver was a little creepy, too. <laughs> he's just like, oh, are all the camp counselors as pretty as you? And then he's like, get up there. And he, like, pushes her by the ass. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I don't think she needed that push. <laughs> I think no, you're just trying to cop a feel. She needed it. Don't you take that away from that man. He worked really hard his entire life. <laughs> his name was Enos. He needs needs some help. Ralph, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Ralph is the best. Like, I wish they would have kept Ralph around a lot longer in this series. <laughs> just every movie, he's just popping up to say weird, creepy shit. You're like, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty rambunctious, I think. Even, like, when when Jason goes to Manhattan, like, he just shows up there. <laughs> just on the Jumbotron. You're all going to die. <laughs> it's got a death curse. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. Pretty great. He even rode. He, he even rode his bike like a maniac. <laughs> he just looked so weird and like unsteady and just weird. Oh, that guy, fucking Ralph. He's <laughs> bad. Yeah, he was weird. Um, down here. Uh oh, there was a scene at the end, towards the end of the movie, where what was the main chick's name again? I think it was Alice. Yeah, I looked that up. So it's the scene when Alice is uh she sees her friend on the door and uh, freaking out. So I think she kind of like takes off and then she goes to try to make herself some coffee to kind of, or maybe she was already, <laughs> maybe it was before this. She's, she's making coffee, though. And I had to yeah. also point this one out. She goes to put her scoops of coffee in, but I don't know, maybe the scene was just being rushed. I thought she was a little lazy, though. She like, like she was <laughs> just kind of like a girl about it, where she opens up the coffee jar, puts the teaspoons in each cup, goes to put the lid back on the coffee jar, but doesn't get the lid on all the way, but still puts the coffee away as if it was done correctly. <laughs> But it wasn't done correctly. Now, the next person who goes and gets that coffee will clearly just knock that over and make a mess. And it's because she wanted to be lazy. <laughs> She's the real monster of this movie. She is truly the real monster of this movie. So, I mean, we've Pavel got Voorhees was just punishing her for not putting the lid on the coffee correctly. Yeah. I, she brought I this on herself. Scene, the coffee scene. <laughs> I call this the best part of waking up. Oh, and then there is another part. I knew as soon as I wrote this down, I'd probably get confused, but now I do remember. So when she <laughs> sees that, uh, I think it was after the body was thrown through the window or whatever, and she stares at the body for five to seven solid minutes in this weird, like, state in mind. I have no idea what it was. She's just like freaking her being. And uh, she takes off. She goes into another house and she runs inside of the house and she goes to barricade the door. Now she comes up with a really good idea by throwing the rope over the beam and then ties the handle yeah. to the rope so that way as soon as you try to pull that door it ain't going to go anywhere. 
So then she goes through the window and she shuts the drapes. All right. And then goes back <laughs> to the door and puts a cupboard into the door or in front of the door. And then she puts like uh-huh. a a chair, I think. And then she does something else. And then she goes to the other window, leaves those drapes open. And then she just kind of like dashes into another room. I didn't understand the point of putting so much stuff in front of that door after the rope thing and then just shutting the drapes of one window and not touching the drapes of another window. These are just the yeah, things that I point, pointed out. Seems like a real mistake. If I was like um, I Pamela, wonder. I don't know why she didn't just light that place on fire when she barricades the door. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, exactly. now you're fucked. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I will say the, uh, the struggles between uh, Alice and Pamela at the end of that movie are pretty comically bad. Yeah, I know. Like, their, uh, their fight scenes are, like, like high school drama level. <laughs> it's, it's, it's to the point to where you question, how the hell did she kill everybody else and not this extremely yes. girl? <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like, uh, the one girl that Kevin Bacon was having sex with, like, she kind of, like, literally she turns, sees, you know, Mrs. Voorhees there, and just kind of screams instead of even trying to fight back when, like, I feel like you could easily take this old woman. (laughs) Well, so at this scene, this is the part where that chick gets axed in the face, which is another pretty cool, like, death scene. But just before Mm -hmm. she gets axed in the face, I don't know, I'm pretty, I, I listened to this twice, and I heard it both times, and maybe... I'm just listening to something weird, but she's looking in the showers and saying, Ali Ali ovaries. And I, I just, they just had sex, <laughs> so I'm not sure if it was like a joke, but I listened to the scene twice, and I'm like, could is be. she saying ovaries? I don't know. Because <laughs> it could just be like a weird teenage thing to just kind of like have fun and punk around, but I, I've never heard Ali Ali ovaries before. But it was shortly after that is where Pamela shows up, and she's like, no, no, and then screams and then acts the face. So really, <laughs> That's what you have to say if you, if you want to get pregnant. <laughs> if you want to get pregnant, you have to call your ovaries out to do their job. Ali, Ali, ovaries. <laughs> That's weird. I got to listen to that now. Yeah, I know. Go back. Go back Maybe put on the subtitles. <laughs> oh, damn. Actually, I'm going to the mountain today. I keep forgetting that. Scoop the mountain. Oh, nice. No, I don't. You're going to get axed by an old woman. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what I deserve. Let's see. We should, we should probably determine who is the best-looking lady of the movie. That's what one of these uh, of movie tropes is. Yeah, there really wasn't, I wouldn't say any of them were that great. <laughs> Alice is probably, probably the old lady at the diner. Yeah. <laughs> Which was coincidentally also named Annie. I wanted to point that one out as well. Oh, yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> they only had about four names. Anyone beyond that, they got to recycle. Yeah, um, I would say probably, <laughs> actually, you know what, I would say the cutest one was probably Annie, not the diner lady, uh, but the bubbly <laughs> one, I was like, oh, she's pre- she's pretty cool, yeah, have a line, and she died, yeah. Today, but yeah, she was probably the coolest, or cutest one. She wasn't bad, I would say either her or Marcy, the one that Kevin Bacon was banging, she was cute. Yeah, you got to see pubes with her, so that kind of gives you a <laughs> yep. push there. That helps. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they kind of win the Kevin cuteness Bacon award. He, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've always dreamed of. <laughs> I saw his hands yeah. in footloose, and I was like, man, if only I could see them holding a boob. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did, and then my whole, my, everything had been fulfilled at that point. And then I saw his nuts. And I was like, oh. I didn't want to see those. <laughs> That's too far. Nobody wanted that. <laughs> no one had asked for that. <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, the the flashback at the beginning, the, you know, set in like 1958. They sure look awful 70s in that, <laughs> in that flashback. Like, you'd expect them to have, like, you know, greaser hair or, like, nice trimmed kind of, you know, short cropped hair. No, they're all kind of shaggy and got, like, feathered 70s haircuts and shit like that. It doesn't really look much different than uh, than present day. Is there a prompt that says it's in the 50s? Yeah, it says uh, 1958. Oh, I'm going to honestly... When that scene happened, I had no idea it was in the 50s until you're bringing it up right now. So I must have, like, missed it or maybe gotten something to drink during the very beginning when it said oh. that. But nowhere, It didn't have dice in that scene, so you weren't looking as closely. <laughs> I just remember seeing the, them, I think, in were they banging in a barn or something? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they went to and the barn to kind of go have sex, but yeah. Which is kind of weird. Like, it, apparently back then, like, Pamela just killed the two of them, and it was like, okay, that's good enough. That'll shut down the camp. But this time she's just like, nope, I got to kill them all. <laughs> yeah, well, no, she kept doing it, because then there was another one in the 60s, they said, as well. Yeah, in, like, the 60s, I think she started a fire or something like that. And then, yeah, she poisoned the water at some point. So she's just going after them all. But then... She just keeps escalating, I guess. <laughs> Let's see if we can find anything. Friday, the Uh, who killed Danny? No, I can't find anything. Pamela, of course. Yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna say. That whole scene with Annie and the truck driver seemed weird, yep. and apparently I looked online and it said they that they <laughs> didn't film it together. <laughs> so uh, that explains it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like somebody was filling in for him driving the truck or something, so she would film her lines against him reading off his dialogue or something. I don't know why they did that, because it really felt like that. <laughs> like they weren't in the same place at the same time. A little strange. <laughs> Very weird. Pamela. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's definitely a duder. I'll double check real quick. <laughs> she sure got a, a sex change mid movie and then went back. She re identified. Yeah, I mean, you, you ain't fooling me. You ain't <laughs> fooling me. Yeah, I think that's just uh, just bad <laughs> editing, essentially. Just bad movie making. For sure. Just, just like, yeah, we'll driver. have a dude do it. To try to throw people off, and then you know later it won't make any sense. But but at least we threw them off. 
Yeah, that is I one mean, thing that I think this movie kind of now, and that's a dude. That's a dude in a flannel <laughs> shirt, not even the sweater. Yep, that sounds about right. And it's clearly, I mean, she could have changed clothes during the day, but she couldn't have changed her hands to be <laughs> unmanly. It's a man's stature. Hold on, let's get this view up real quick. That's a bulge in the pants, so that's man's <laughs> So Okay, well, I don't... I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking at right now. It's kind of weird in a way that they went to such great lengths to be like, oh, who is the killer? Who is the killer? Like, did they want us to think it was one of the characters? Because really, it's not like they... Like, when you see the big reveal, you're not like, oh, her. Some lady, I don't know who she is. Oh, I they know. Kind of briefly mentioned out of nowhere. <laughs> they Scooby Doo it. Yeah, it's just really kind of weird at the end where she just shows up and she's like, "Oh, it's just me. It's me, Mrs. Forkies." Because they don't even. Do any kind <laughs> I'm of a friend of like, the Christies. Yeah, like how how am I supposed to know anything about this chick? And then they don't even preface yeah. this movie like. There's one part where they said a boy drowned and then two people died yep. and then the, this and then that, but there's really no other preface to the whole Jason dying. I'm not saying you have to harp on it, but I wish it was just in there just a little bit more. Or maybe mm-hmm. somebody's saying, oh, yeah, Pamela worked there, because she never actually says her first name in this movie. She says, me, Mrs. Forkies. So, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't It would have been best if they said, yeah, there's a lady named Pamela whose son died here while she was working. I mean, that would have been amazing. Something yeah, like that. That would have been nice. Got, oh, a boy drowned. There's a curse. A boy drowned. Two people died thereafter, <laughs> and the lake is poisoned. Blah, blah, blah. Like, what the fuck? There's no good information about anything. <laughs> nope. Not even the like, Apparently, you know, Jason was... Jason. Jason was like a you know a weird kid beforehand, which they don't even really mention in this movie much about him no, like already kind of being deformed and like having special needs. <laughs> I mean, you kind of see that ish when he comes out of the water that he's bald, and you might think he's got maybe a deformity. Yeah, but, but I would you can't really. I would have thought that was just him being in the water for fucking thirty years. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know, the whole thing is weird. <laughs> yeah. It definitely retconned a little bit there, I think. It's Overall, it was, it was it. good movie. Not the best Friday the 13th, I would say, especially since there's no Jason, really. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's, it's, not, it's definitely not Jason bad. absolutely does not kill anybody in this movie. Yep, that's true. You, you think he might. <laughs> At most, he attempted to murder someone. Maybe. We're still not sure if that was uh, just a Jason or a Freddy Krueger thing. We're not sure. <laughs> or maybe he's just trying to give her a hug. Yeah, just a little swoop-de-doo. <laughs> a little from-behind hug. As the best hugs are. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think we covered everything with this movie. I don't know if there's anything else that we can talk about. Yeah, about I think so. Uh, overall, it's a good movie. Stuff. Hopefully I can finish the rest of these here soon. Um, yeah. I to get through them all. Are we doing even the remake of Friday the 13th as well? Yeah, I guess we have to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but we'll do it. 
it's actually not that bad. It's just, I don't know, whatever, really. Yeah, from what I remember of it, it's not like Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like, this is insulting. <laughs> it was just kind of, no. I don't know, forgettable. It was forgettable. They tried to force too much origin into this. It was like, oh, this is how we find the hockey mask this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it just, just came out of nowhere for some reason. Now I don't know. There's just like a lot of, I'd have to rewatch <laughs> it again, but I don't remember it being horrible or terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was the kind of thing where it's like, well, I don't even know why they needed to do this. Or why didn't you just keep making Friday the 13th movies? This isn't really adding or anything. Like it's, you could just have another group of campers go there and have him kill them. Like, don't make this so complicated. <laughs> There's not that much of an yeah. origin in that movie where it's like, we need to have this, you know, this be an origin story. True. That is very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I heard that they're also trying to, uh, they're rebooting uh, Child's Play. It yeah, sounds good, but then at the same time, they're still no. releasing movies <laughs> following the same series that's always that's already been made, and they're also trying to start a TV series. So why do the yep. of reboot? There's no point in doing that. Yeah, and it's, it really sounds the reboot sounds terrible. It's supposed to be you know like oh, it's basically we got to update it for current day, so the killer is going to get into a doll that has like internet access and shit like that. It's like, what the fuck? God Cause it's it. gotta be crazy Why? technology. That, that just ruins so everything. Like the Terminator was good when it was a nice fucking robot. When they start making it like, Oh, now it's a swarm of nanobots and shit like that. You can't even fight. It's like, no, this isn't good anymore. <laughs> no one's going to like this. You've got to at least have oh, some I kind mean, of a chance. I could say that about not just Iron like Man. oh, this Iron thing Man is cool when he was just made out of metal, but now with this nanotechnology, he's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's fighting something like Thanos, that's pretty awesome because Thanos kicks his ass even with his nano robots. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I guess they'll show him to use nanobots. It's got to be. It's got to be like commensurate with whatever threat you're going up against is. If you're just humans and, you know, all you're going to have is guns, like, how are you supposed to fight, like, a swarm of nanobots? It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Plus, at least, like, if it, it's a robot, that kind of has, you know, personality and a face and that kind of thing, whereas fucking nanobots is just fucking a swarm of shit. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny. <laughs> I can't even deny that. Yeah. I, I want to, though. But, <laughs> but next week, we'll uh, we'll look at Friday the 13th, Part 2. Yeah, uh, I should be around. Uh, I have worked that Saturday, so I'll do the best I can to try to watch the second movie prior. Shit, you got to work on Saturday? Yeah, because our drivers are behind. I don't know how or why, Damn. but our drivers are behind, so now they have to have the technicians drive. And when the technicians Uh-oh. are down because I was sick Thursday and Friday, so now I have to play catch-up this week, and then work Saturday. So it's going to be a horrible week. Jesus. <laughs> that does not sound fun at all. Hello, everybody. This is my life. <laughs> Hi, everybody. 
Hi, Dr. Nick. But well, I'm thinking maybe read, next uh, week. Uh, do you yeah. want to do like um, top ten? Um, what is it? Uh, rock cover versions of like pop or rap songs. Uh, oh, kind of like the uh, punk goes grunge or whatever it's called. Punk goes yeah. rap. <laughs> punk goes pop and yeah, all those. Uh, maybe I I don't know, and I only say that because I didn't like when they started doing that. I stopped really kind of listening is when they started. Cause that <laughs> got really big when I went. Not that's when it jumped the shark. That started getting like that was like that tweener right when I was leaving for deployment. So I don't really know. Like I know maybe two songs where it's like it was good. <laughs> the punk, the pop or punk goes into hip hop. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. But then I just didn't really. I don't know if I'd be able to make a top 10 list. And if I was able to make a oh, top okay. 10 list, it'd be songs. It's just like, eh, I put it on here just because <laughs> we're doing a top 10 list. <laughs> yeah, you don't really have, like, a connection to them. Right. Um, but I'm sure we'll figure something out by, by Sunday. Okay. Sounds good to me. Cool. Well, I don't really have talk about, I mean, at least in the board gaming world, I didn't really play anything new. I knew, I know that I'm going to try to get that Spirit, well, I'm hoping to get Spirit Island by either tomorrow or Tuesday. I guess I could say <laughs> that is a game that I'm looking forward to. Um, just a cooperative game where Kevin doesn't want to play it because he has to fight against the white <laughs> people. <laughs> they didn't do nothing. They just they want to have a picnic. My land. <laughs> essentially, you and the other players around the board are playing as these elemental spirits. Um, and on this island, there are these indigenous people that look to you and look at you as deities or gods. So they kind of worship you, and you're trying to protect them and the island from these invaders that are slowly coming in. And they can start spreading and blighting the land, and you're trying to destroy the invite invaders or at least push them back out and off the island and try to keep all of the uh, indigenous people alive and the rest of the land alive by either killing them off or spreading fear. Nice. So. Mm. Sounds like a really cool game. So is it like um, a... Really hard like to a, Do you actually, like, battle the invaders, or is it just kind of like moving resources over there to stop the, you know, spread of, of it, basically, like pandemic um you're not really battling them with like dice or anything you're, you're playing cards but you also have to have a like abstract um but uh, your presence is represented by these little tokens and these tokens will be placed onto the island and those are where <laughs> like you know think of it kind of like ghosts almost it, it, like if you think like if you ever walk into a room you're like oh, the rest of the house is really warm, but this one spot is kind of chilly. You kind of feel like there's a presence there. It's the only way I can kind of describe what this okay. idea or mechanics about. But uh, you're going to be then playing cards, and the cards are going to say destroy um, uh, an invader or a town or a city um, either on the, 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 the terrain where your presence is or in a range of one, which means you can you know, go up to uh, another terrain that's near yours, uh, near your current presence or whatnot, essentially destroy 
whatever the card tells you to do. Or you can push invaders back, like actually push them away from like maybe the uh, uh, the indigenous people that are on the island or try to cause more fear. Like there's one spirit on this island uh, that you can choose to be that's the spirit of nightmares. And you can actually give Ooh. these uh, uh, invaders nightmares that, you know, scare the shit out of them. So they're trying to get off the island now <laughs> while new ones are trying nice. to come back on. So this guy is trying to just give them a bunch of just terrible, terrible uh, fear. Um, and then there's the wildfire one that actually destroys, a, you know, a whole bunch of different kinds of, uh, uh, like, cities and stuff like that. But doesn't really destroy too many of the invaders, but, like, the structures that they build because they're made of wood, it just, I guess, thematically makes sense. Um, oh, okay. And there's all sorts of other ones, uh, like the water uh, elemental or uh, spirits. Uh, as long as they're near the coast, they could do a lot more damage. But if they're towards the center of the island, they're not as useful. But they're really good for that, like, beginning games. They really just, like, do as much damage as they can uh, cause, like, uh, destruction with tidal waves and tsunamis and stuff like that, which is pretty, again, thematic. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for this game because I just think that there's a lot of really cool mechanics and it's kind of heavier um, to what I'm used to. So I'm looking for a good co-op game. That allows me to kind of give a little bit more thought process involved uh, because I heard it. Yeah, that part does sound game. fun. I like that it's co-op. Yeah, I love co-op games. They're really fun, and this one kind of minimizes the uh, what is called alpha player syndrome, where like most of the time when you play like an easier co-op game, one person is the leader of that group. It seems like, and they're like, "Oh no, you're going to do this, and then you do that, and I'll do this, and then everybody plays that." But nobody really played anything. We're just doing what that guy told us to do. So that's the <laughs> game kind of gets rid of that because there's so much to do. So that person has no idea what cards you have in your hand. So you're like, ah, all right, I've got these cards. And I'm like, well, I can get rid of this guy. And I can get rid of that guy. And then somebody will say, well, I'm going to get rid of that guy. And then try to push these people. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, actually, that, that's cool. Let me try to do this then instead. So you're actually working together and actually playing the game together as opposed to just one person barking orders at you, which is really neat. <laughs> they call that the army, the game. Yeah, army, the game, or Nick's leadership skills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it should be really fun. I'm really looking forward to this one for sure. And then I've got the expansion, which uh, brings in uh, an additional bit to the game and then also uh, four more spirits that you can choose to be. So I, I like options, and this sounds like it's yeah. to the game. If I can change my Sweet. spirit out every single time, that's cool. It makes me happy. Yeah. There's what, like, how many did you say there was? Like 13? 12. 12 different spirits. Ooh. And there's, Pretty I think, sweet. 10 different difficulties to the game. So it's just like, if you think that you're trying to beat the game, well, let's make it a little bit harder. Like, oh, I beat <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> and the game, I guess, lasts for about well, an hour shit. and a half to two hours. So it's a good, good oh, thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. you get money's, out of, money's worth out of that one. For sure. That's the goal anyways. But I think that's it. I don't think I've got anything else to talk about today. Yep, we only got about three minutes left, so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Better wrap right. it up. Well, well, I'm gonna finish up this categories game, and uh, yeah, yeah, can't wait. But, all right, everybody. Well, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. I know it's uh, 
Sunday already, but uh, have a good rest of your weekend. It's been another great show from the original Chanksters. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. Always remember to flip that tip, and thanks for listening.